Tokyo, Japan. My name is Gary Verhuller, and I'll be your host for what we call the Substance of Living Podcast. Today, we'll look at what we call life's lessons. And I hope this will provide you with some insight, maybe even some inspiration to life's challenges. And welcome to episode 20, which is my military experience. Why am I talking about my military experience? Because there's a number of people, particularly my friends, that were interested in me relating some of my military experiences with them. Evidently, quite a number of people have never had the experience or been in the military. So, let me give you some background information. I graduated from high school in 1967, and that was during the Vietnam War. It was also when the draft was still ongoing. What is the draft? The draft was mandatory registration by any young man 18 years of age. And if they were not going to school like I was, because I went to junior college, I had a student deferment. Or if you had uh, uh, a children, wife and children, then you would be put on the list later on to be inducted into the United States military. So I went to junior high school, junior college, and I had no idea what I was doing. It was just terrible. I was just kind of slogging through classes. And so I decided I'll quit early. I quit early, and within two weeks, I received a letter that said, greetings from the President of the United States. You have now been inducted into the US military. I was shocked, even though I knew it was coming. And there was no way I wanted to go to Vietnam. And I thought, because I was completely against the Vietnam War, I had demonstrated against the Vietnam War. Yet, at the same time, my mom and dad said, you are not going to Canada. So I thought, well, what's my other option? I'll join the Navy. And I went into avionics because I love aviation. I love aircraft. So I went to boot camp for nine weeks. Now, let me explain what boot camp is. Boot camp is the school, essentially, that takes a person who's a non-military person and changes them into a military person. So you learn how to march, and you learn how to salute, and you learn, uh, you learn the rules and regulations, and you learn all the ranks. And it, it was a, a strange experience because one of the most important things I learned was how to fold my clothes, all my clothes, my socks, how to fold my underwear. I thought, this is really strange. What, what's going on here? Well, the point is, is that aboard ship, space is very, very, very limited. As a result, you had to know how to properly fold your clothes so that they would fit in the smallest space possible. And I was able to fit my entire sea bag, which had my work uniform, which was dungarees and a uh, denim shirt, or my whites, tops and bottoms, uh, as well as my dress blues, and my pea coat and my raincoat, and all of my he headwear, into a space about, about I would say, oh, two feet by, by two feet, by about one foot. It all fit in there. It was crazy. So we learned how to do that. 
we met, I met a lot of strange people who completely destroyed my idea of the United States Navy, world's largest nuclear navy, join the Navy, see the world. That didn't happen. The first person I met was my company commander, and he was a heavy alcoholic. Every morning he came in to the barracks reeking of alcohol. And then we also had some strange people like this one guy. This one guy, when we're marching, he would move his left arm along the same path as his left leg. Normally you do alternate. And so he threw off the entire company. And we were wearing white hats. And because he threw off some of the people that couldn't stay on the beat, and we looked like popcorn marching. Uh, 60 people looked like popcorn. It was crazy. The same guy took his hat. Now, everything, everything in your locker, everything in your locker has your name on it or your initials. So with the white hat that we used to call a Dixie cup hat on the white hat, you would put your name on the inside. So it would be hidden. Not this guy. He put his name right on the front. And I thought our company commander was going to have a heart attack. He said, he said, get out of the company, hide, because every morning we were inspected. From boot camp, I went to electronic school in Memphis, Tennessee. Actually, it was a small town called Millington, south of Memphis. And I learned avionics, which was how to work on radios and radar. From there, I went to NAS Oceana in Virginia Beach, Virginia, on the east coast of the United States. And I was in a training squadron for the A-6 Intruder. This is a two-seater all-weather bomb bombing aircraft. And I worked on the radios and radar there. We would train people, maintenance people like myself. We would train them, and then they would go into the seagoing squadrons. I was lucky in that I was able to go to sea three times. Uh, once on the USS America, once on the USS Independence, and once on the USS Lexington. But we only went about 200 miles off the coast. And it was for carrier qualifications for the new pilots who were being trained and new bombardier navigators who were being trained as well. And it was on the flight deck that I learned something very valuable. I learned the power of incredible teamwork. Everybody on the flight deck is wearing a colored shirt. For example, I wore green. I was a troubleshooter for radios and radar. Someone who was wearing red, they were in charge of ordnance like missiles and bombs. Someone wearing white, that was a medic. Someone wearing purple, that was a plane captain or a fueler of the aircraft. They would put the fuel into the aircraft. So everything, it was like a, it was like a dance. And the most important people on the flight deck were the yellow shirts. If the yellow shirt told you to do anything. You never disagreed, you just did it. Because they were connected by radio on the flight deck, but all of those yellow shirts were connected by the eye to the eye in the sky. This was the, the flight operations officer who had a panoramic view of the entire flight deck. And he was like the conductor of this dance or orchestra. And that's where I learned the value of teamwork. Everybody helped each other out because it's a very dangerous place. You can get sucked into, an, into a jet engine. You can get blown overboard, and that means you go overboard and 90 feet down to the ocean. Usually people never survived. Or you could walk into a propeller that you did not see, and it's so noisy you didn't hear it either because the propeller is turning so fast you can't see it. 
So everybody helped each other out on the flight deck. And that's, that's when I learned of the, the wonderfulness of true teamwork, working as a team to help everybody succeed at what they were scheduled to do. Okay, we'll stop here. I'll have Military Experience Part 2 coming up next week. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today for the Substance of Living podcast. If you'd be kind enough to consider subscribing, you can contact us through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or connect on Twitter. Join us again next time for what I hope will help you navigate life.